This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. A proposed change to next year's Montana U.S. Senate primary that would have hurt Democratic Senator John Tester's re-election chances is likely dead after a state legislative committee shelved the GOP-backed measure on Wednesday. Republican lawmakers, urged on by a GOP lobbyist, wanted to alter Montana's 2024 Senate primary so that only the top two candidates, no matter of party, would advance to the November election. That would have effectively blocked out third-party candidates, whom Republicans blame for draining away potential GOP votes during past attempts to unseat Tester. After Representative Gregory Frazier moved to table the bill during a Wednesday meeting of the House State Administration Committee, all but one of the committee's 12 Republicans joined the panel's six Democrats to shelve the measure. Quote, I've had a lot of folks from back home reach out to me and ask me to vote no on this, a lot more than what I thought. It's actually pretty interesting, said Frazier, the Republican from Deer Lodge. The state Senate approved the 2024 primary change earlier this month, 27 to 23. Seven Republicans joined all of the chamber's Democrats in voting against the measure, but it passed anyway. The bill's Republican sponsor said he wanted to stop GOP and Democrats alike from trying to manipulate elections by stealthily promoting third-party candidates. Both major parties in Montana have sought to use third parties to their advantage in past elections. During one of last year's U.S. House elections, a Democrat link grouped in Washington, D.C. sent mailers promoting libertarian candidate John Lamb as the race's true conservative in order to peel away Republican votes. In the 2020 race, the Republican Party bankrolled a $100,000 signature-gathering effort to put the Montana Green Party on the ballot and hurt Tester. The state Supreme Court removed the Green Party after hundreds of people sought to withdraw their signatures after they learned the GOP was behind the effort. A Senate committee has revived a proposed constitutional amendment. The Senate Fish and Game Committee amended House Bill 372, entitled Establish the Right to Hunt in Constitution, from Representative Paul Fielder, the Republican from Thompson Falls. If it gets 100 votes from lawmakers across both chambers, the referendum would go to the voters, whether to decide to amend the Heritage Clause of the state constitution in an effort to strengthen protections for hunting, fishing, and trapping. The current clause, which was adopted by voters in 2014, says, quote, The opportunity to harvest wild fish and wild game animals is a heritage that shall forever be preserved to the individual citizens of the state, and but does not create a right to trespass on private property. Fielder says that's pretty weak, a heritage compared to a right. He adds that practices could be nickel and dimed away. Under the revision, HB 72, the clause would say, the citizens of Montana have a right to hunt, 
fish, trap, and harvest wild animals or wildlife, including the right to use current means which does not create or imply any right of public access to private land or diminish in any way vested property rights. The state shall give preference to hunting, fishing, and trapping by citizens as the primary but not exclusive means of the state's management of wild fish and wildlife populations. This right is subject to the necessary management statutes enacted by the legislature and regulatory authority delegated by the legislature to a designated public agency or commission. The Montana House has joined the Senate in approving Republican Governor Greg Gianforti's mandatory veto to a bill that would ban some gender-affirming medical care for transgender minors in Montana. The legislation is Senate Bill 99 from Senator John Fuller, a Whitefish Republican. It passed through the House and Senate along party lines, with all its support coming from Republicans. A few GOP legislators, along with all Democrats, opposed it. It's now headed back to Gianforti. The amendments in the House passed 66 to 34, with two Republicans joining Democrats in opposing it. On Monday, the Senate approved the amendments on second reading by a 31 to 19 margin, with three Republicans and all Democrats voting against it. One of the most intensely debated bills of the session, SB 99 drew emotional testimony from both those for it and against it. Fuller had argued in favor of the bill, saying children live under the guardianship and guidance of adults precisely because they lack the maturity, prudence, and experience to make safe and responsible decisions for themselves. Opponents said the kind of surgeries the bills banned are not performed in Montana and that the legislation would harm children seeking care they say is necessary to keep them healthy. Others say the bill would trample on the rights of parents to make decisions for their children. In his amendment, Jim Forty said he felt the legislation was incomplete and can be strengthened. He proposed to alter definition of male and female in the bills, quote, to contemplate treatment for a child requiring a necessary medical procedure because he or she was born with a medically verifiable disorder of sex development, according to the veto letter. The changes, Gianforti said, would encompass children still undergoing biological development or with intersex conditions or a cancer diagnosis requiring the surgical removal of reproductive organs. Dr. Lauren Wilson, president of the Montana chapter of the American Academy of Pediatrics, said Monday evening that the changes from Gianforti do not address concerns raised by opponents about limiting the care available to those with intersex conditions. Quote, the definitions of this bill are not medically accurate, and it doesn't solve the problem of people who have intersex conditions accessing medical care. SB 99 was previously amended by lawmakers in an attempt to allow care for those with intersex conditions, but medical professionals said the language was not broad enough. 
Gianforte's language, he wrote, clarifies what procedures are banned and strengthens prohibition on public funding paying for the care. Gianforte wrote that he had met with transgender youngsters and adults in considering his actions on the bill. Quote, I understand their struggles are real and my heart goes out to them. I firmly believe that with all of God's children, Montanans who struggle with their gender identity deserve love, compassion, and respect, Gianforte wrote. However, he added, gender-affirming surgery for children is Orwellian newspeak, a seemingly innocuous, even solicitous phrase that matches the true nature of permanent, invasive, life-altering, and surgical procedures performed on children whose young minds and bodies are still developing. Democrats continue to oppose the amendment, just as they have the legislation. In the House, Representative Zoe Zephyr, the Democrat from Missoula, sharply rebuked Gene Forte's letter. Quote, Gene Forte said Montanans who struggle with their gender identity deserve love, compassion, and respect. That's not what trans Montanans need from you. We need access to medical care that saves our lives. Zephyr is the first openly transgender legislator in Montana. Quote, if you are forcing a trans child to go through puberty when they are trans, it is tantamount to torture, and this body should be ashamed. Zephyr said that and received a reprimand from Majority Leader Representative Sue Vinton, a Republican from Great Falls. At the end of her opposition, Zephyr referenced the testimony of people opposed to the bill who have said it could increase suicides among trans Montanans. Data shows trans youth are more at risk of suicide, and a Bozeman doctor earlier in the session emailed legislators about a minor who had attempted suicide and, while in the emergency department, cited then-pending legislation about not being able to access medical treatment. Lawmakers tabled a bill on Tuesday that would have restricted non-residents to 14 days of hunting in the state per year. Senate Bill 553 from Senator Mark Nolan, the Republican from Bigfoot, would have also rescinded a law allowing out-of-state college students to obtain hunting licenses at resident rates. The bill passed the Senate unanimously earlier this month. On Tuesday, the House Fish, Wildlife, and Parks Committee was set to offer amendments on SB 533 when Representative Tom France, the Democrat from Missoula, asked the committee to table the bill. Given the complexity of the issue, France encouraged a bill to study non-resident hunting during the interim. The committee agreed, voting unanimously. The bill also saw a mix of support and opposition, with supporters citing crowding on available public lands and a surge in non-resident hunters in recent years. Opponents, including outfitters who believe holders of special permits should not be limited, and groups including the Montana chapter of backcountry hunters and anglers, question whether the time limit could concentrate even more non-residents in areas of elk or deer ruts. Three former Montana secretaries of state have come out opposed to moving all elections 
to a single year and a single day. Linda McCullough, Mike Cooney, and Bob Brown call House Bill 774 a clear and present danger, a hastily and poorly thought-out attempt to force virtually all elections onto one day and one ballot. Secretaries Brown, McCulloch, and Cooney all say, picture a six-foot-long ballot with federal races, president, senate, and congress, state races, governor, lieutenant governor, secretary of state, attorney general, auditor, superintendent of public instruction, clerk of the Supreme Court, Supreme Court justices. Picture regional races, public service commission, district judges, legislative races for 150 state representatives or state senators, county races like commissioners, sheriffs, clerks and recorders, and all other elected officials, city and town races, mayors, council members, clerk, etc., school board races, local bond and levy issues, state legislative referenda and constitutional amendments, all citizen-driven initiatives, local districts such as soil conservation district, irrigation district, reservations, and more, all on one ballot. The three continue, as of today, a record 1,535 bills have been introduced to create or change Montana law. We know from experience, and you know from common sense, that hundreds of those bills do not deserve to become law. HB 774, they say, is one of them. The Senate Education and Cultural Resources Committee is moving towards new rules promoting giving tax money to private schools. Sponsored by Representative Fred Anderson, the Republican from Great Falls, would do so more within the structure of the current public school system, a significant deficiency according to opponents calling for more educational options for students. Those opponents are also proponents of HB 562, sponsored by Representative Sue Vinton, the Republican from Billings, but it has its detractors too. Those detractors question whether the bill is constitutional. Opponents were adamant that it would undercut Montana's current public education system and funding for it. Many parents have pleaded with legislators to offer more choices to students, alleging shortcomings in public schools. In support of the bill, Lisa Malin Pryor said fewer than half of Montana's third to eighth graders are for proficient in English and language arts, and a little more than one-third are proficient in math. Quote, this is unacceptable. Clearly, the current system is not working for them, Pyron said. Speaking against the bill, however, Amanda Curtis of the Montana Federation of Public Employees ticked off a litany of reasons she believes it's a bad idea and even unconstitutional. Curtis said the bill exempts schools from teacher licensing requirements, for one, and it unconstitutionally creates a parallel system of private schools that will defund public education. Tal Goldlin, a lawyer with Disability Rights Montana, said a school choice bill would set Montana back 50 years. That's because it allows, if not promotes, students who have disabilities to be segregated. Golden said part of the bill explicitly allows segregation on the basis of disability, 
which he said violates the Individuals with Disabilities Act. At a hearing last week, Golden read a portion of the bill he said was illegal for warehousing kids with disabilities together with kids with behavioral and academic problems. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRT-DB webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide with listeners in now 50 U.S. states and Canadian provinces, three Native American nations in 31 countries on six continents. We also post expanded versions of our stories on Facebook. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH, 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation, PIVA Radio of the Northern Cheyenne Nation, and Crow Res Radio of the Crow Nation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.